Hannah Kim. And I'm Johnny Paracha. And welcome to the 42nd episode of the Even Little Things podcast. Yes, today we'll be sharing our advice for taking the SAT or the ACT. Yeah, so if that sounds fun, stick around. Before we start, we just want to remind everyone that we're not professionals in any field and that this podcast is just to talk about the big and even little things teens go through. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Even the Little Things podcast, and we are so excited to be talking to you today about the ACT and the SAT. So as most of you guys know, if you've been listening to our podcast, or maybe if this is like your first episode you don't know, Duani and I are rising seniors. So we have been preparing this past year and taking our um, Duani SAT and me ACT um, so that we can apply to colleges this fall and it's just been a whole process and if you've been listening to our podcast you know we've been talking about it quite a lot and so we thought we'd stop teasing you and we would give you a full episode about our experiences with each test because we both took different tests like how we felt about it our advice studying tips habits anything that we deem really important that you should know you know because um, I know this is such like a confusing time for a lot of people especially if you are a sophomore wanting to know like what what's it about like when should I take it or if you're a freshman and you're really like college minded and you want to know like hey when should I begin to worry about this stuff or even if you're a junior and you're going to take it in like two weeks you know because I know there's another um, test coming up for the ACT at least so anything you have questions about anything you're wondering about either test we are going to cover it and we're just so excited to talk about it today. Yes, um, Hannah and I have some experience, and we just decided it would be important, or it'd be like just nice to share information about things we've learned. Because I know that before I took the SAT, I was watching videos about people who already took it and the experience they had and the tips that they had. So uh, maybe some of you will find it useful when you guys are taking the SAT or the ACT. Yeah. And, you know, since this is going to be, I think, a really packed episode, I think we should just get right into the, you know, talking about it and the advice and everything like that. Um, but, um, yeah, so let, I mean, let's just get right into it. So um, the first thing I really like to um, point out is that we, <laughs> Duani and I, cannot promise you um, a perfect score on your test. By listening to this podcast, we in no way are saying, hey, if you listen to this, you're going to get a 36 on the ACT or a 1600 on the SAT. That is not true. And I also want to let it be known that Duani and I are not perfect students. Duani and I are very good students, but we're also not perfect students. Um, we just wanted to share our advice and our own experiences with the test. So take this with like a grain of salt, I think, because this is just our personal experiences, our personal advice and it might not work for you um and again we cannot promise anybody a 1600 or a 36 obviously another disclaimer is that we're not allowed to share what was on our test so therefore in this episode we will not be sharing any real questions that we remember answering just as a precaution because you know we don't want our scores canceled or anything like that and um any and all examples of questions or type of questions will be made up or from like past public tests, which if you also want to know what types of questions there are, there are plenty of um, past tests that you can find anywhere online. 
Yeah, and we'll go get we'll get more into that in um, the later part of the episode, but that is certainly true. And again, the last disclaimer is I just want to say this. We both want to say this is it is okay if you don't do good on this test. It is okay if you're feeling confused right now about this test. It's okay if you don't know what's going on. You know, it's okay if you took this test last month and you completely bombed it, you know, or whatever your definition of not doing good is. We understand and we get it. And this test, it's a really big test. It is. It's a big test um, for, you know, people who are trying to get into college, you know, um, everybody, right? All these high schoolers. But it's not the end of the world. and I don't want that. I what I really, I really don't want is for this test or anything this test has to do, um, like infiltrating like your mental health or like the way you feel about yourself. Because I know that is really hard. Like for me, it was really hard for me not to get in a state where it's like, well, if I didn't get this score, then I, I meant that I wasn't smart. Or if I didn't get this score, I can't go to this score. I'm not smart enough or anything like that. And I know it's definitely true for Duani too. Like we've had so many different conversations. So I just want to let it be known that this test does not define you it is a huge part of you know this whole process but it does not define you and you are your own person and this test doesn't mean that you're dumb or this test doesn't mean that you're like super smart or anything like that and it's okay if you don't do good and we'll talk more about this but I just want to put out a disclaimer um so with that I think we should just get into a general you know overview of the SAT and the ACT because they are two very different tests and as I've mentioned before Duane took the SAT and I took the ACT so we'll be talking about the perspective test differently and also combining like the kind of um, mutual similarities but then also the differences and um, again we don't claim to know everything about this test like we're not from the college board or anything Um, don't sue us college board (laughs) but yeah yeah and so since i took the sat i will just talk um like the brief overview so the sat is a test that you have to take um i think they offer it for juniors and you can also take it like like through a certain point during your senior year before you apply for colleges and basically it is a test that you have to take to submit to the colleges that you're going to apply for during your senior year and i just want to say like considering the circumstances of this whole year with the pandemic, there are a lot of schools that are going test optional or test blind. Um, for example, since you're from Washington, I know that University of Washington is going test blind and therefore your SAT or ACT score will not be considered in your application. Um, even if you put it, like it will have no impact because they will not consider that score. So the biggest thing is look at the colleges that you want to apply to make a list and then look at each one of their SAT ACT policy and make sure you read everything because like um, Hannah brought up a point earlier that some schools might be going optional but you have to write an essay as like why you want that score optional or whatever it is so um, just make sure you read the terms on the college website but anyways yeah Duani brings up a really good sorry for interrupting you but Duani brings up a really good point about this whole test optional thing um so yes these um scores are very important and I think Duani and I both recommend that you do take your ACT or your SAT or both even um but it's true some of these um schools are going test blind and you know you you even even have to like look up like what each of these things mean because for me it was so confusing like what each thing was basically test blind means they're not going to consider any score at all like if you send it 
in, like Duani said, they're not going to consider it. Test optional means that if you put it down, they will consider it into the application process. And then any school that says they're not test optional means they're um, performing as regularly. So you must put down your score and it will um, be effective. Um, and like unless they're test blind, they will look at your score and it will affect your you know application process. But don't let that make you too nervous. Um, and anyways, yeah. Yeah, and so the SAT is out of 1600 and in this SAT there is a math section and there is a reading section. The reading section is reading and writing and the math is calculator and non-calculator sections and yeah that's basically what the SAT is. Mm -hmm. Okay, and now onto the ACT. So a lot of people are very familiar with the SAT. And I know for like when I was in elementary school and middle school, I really only considered the SAT and I didn't even think that there was another option. But there is and it's called the ACT. And um, I, I decided to take the ACT and I'll, I'll get in more into that why I decided to take that in a little bit. But the ACT is out of 36 points, um, 36, you know, composite points, but each section is out of also 36 points. So that's the most points you can get possible. Um, and so there's four sections on the test. There's the English section, the math section, the reading and the science. And um, so the English section is 75 questions for 45 minutes. The math section is 60 for 60. The reading is 35 for 40. And then again, um, 35 for 40. So that's 35 minutes for 40, for 40 questions. And so it does go a little quicker than the SAT. Um, and I really think that I, I would really recommend you look into taking like both or like trying out both options, um, but the ACT and the SAT is different in um, a lot a lot of ways, and it's also similar in a lot of other ways. Like content-wise, I think some of the sections are very similar. Like, um, for example, I think I should really explain the English section, especially if you have never taken it before. Um, so the English section, uh, the English section is basically just like grammar, and that and it's the same for the SAT. It's uh, the writing section. I, they call it writing English, um, but it's really just grammar and punctuation and you know checking your skills with that and then the math section is on the ACT at least it's very um it goes from like very basic algebra up until like um I would say pretty complicated trigonometry and um pre-calculus and um and then the reading section is basically comprehension and on the ACT there is four passages 10 questions and um you know you get like literary narrative social science humanities um a science section one and then the science section. Okay, I think I should really explain this because I think a lot of people are very concerned when I hear science on the ACT because I don't know about y'all, but like I am really, I'm not the most sciencey person. Dawani knows this. She knows I'm not the most sciencey person. Yeah. Um, I was, when I first heard that the ACT had the science section, I was like, I'm not taking that because um, I I just, I don't do really good in science and I don't really like science, but Hannah can probably explain to you. It's not that difficult, right? Or it's not as like complicated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think a lot of people get really turned off by the whole science thing, but it's actually not really about science. It's more about your comprehension um, using, I guess, science skills. You don't even have to know any like, 
they give you the passage and it's like the science okay so the science passage there's usually like seven passages and each passage is different like each has like a different graph and a different like set of questions but basically you have to read the graphs or read the paragraph or read whatever is like on there and comprehend that and answer the questions based of that so I think it's basically like a second reading passage comprehension type thing just with like sciencey words and graphs and things like that so please don't let the science section in quotation marks scare you it is not actual real science they're not going to ask you like oh what is the chemical equation of this or like what's a um, proton like they're not going to ask you random stuff like that they're not going to even ask you anything about anything there's like a few like outside knowledge questions like once in a blue moon on the science test but it is not like science science Obviously, as you know, Hannah and I decided to take different tests, and I'm just going to tell you why I took the SAT. So I took the SAT because that's like the one that like stood out most to me because I've heard people talk more personally. I've heard people talk more about the SAT than the ACT, and so I just decided to take the SAT, and I heard it was like sort of similar to the PSAT, which I had taken um, twice already, and so I decided on the SAT, and also um, SAT like offers more time per question on all the sections of the exam than the ACT does, mm -hmm. but there's just like different aspects to each test and I was just more familiar with the SAT and I had taken multiple practice tests since I was from like eighth grade to when I took the test um, and so I was just more comfortable with the SAT however I have not taken an ACT practice test before which is something that I'm going to do this summer to see if that works better for me considering that now I already have experience taking the SAT maybe if I take an uh, maybe if I take an ACT, maybe it might be something different. Maybe I might like the ACT more. So that is why I just initially like chose to take the SAT over the ACT. Yeah, and that's great. And I also want to say that we are not trying to say, both of us are not trying to say, oh, one test is better than the other test, or you're going to get a higher score if you take this. That is not true. It is different for everybody. You know, like for me, like I could take the SAT or I could take the ACT and I chose to take the ACT. And for some people, like it's just some people score higher on the ACT. Some people score higher on the SAT. And you know what? Like when you're thinking about colleges and important things like that, it's important that you take the test, like Duwani said, that you're most comfortable with and you feel like you can score better in um now that being said I know people that score the same on both the SAT and the ACT like I have friends that have gotten perfect scores on both the SAT and the ACT so it makes no difference what score which one they want to choose um but I also have friends that like do significantly poor on the ACT I mean the ACT and really high on the SAT or significantly poorer on the SAT and higher on the ACT. So it just really depends on what works best for you. And so I would recommend actually that you, um, whoever's listening to this, that you take um, a practice test for both, score it and see what you get and see what you feel more comfortable with, see what you think you have more resources for. Like if you have an older sibling who took the SAT, maybe you want to take the SAT. If you have like access to like tutors and things like that for the ACT, maybe you take the ACT. Um, really like make that decision for yourself and don't let anybody sway you because if I just took whatever test my friends take, then I wouldn't be taking the ACT, I'd be taking the SAT. I'd just be like, oh, do I 
Johnny's taking the SAT, so I'll take the SAT, but that might not be the best decision for me. So please make the decision that is best for you. Um, and that being said, I decided to take the ACT because like Duwani said, I just felt more comfortable with the ACT. And it was really surprising for me because I, my whole life, thought I was going to take the SAT. But then when I took the practice test, I was like, hmm, I don't know if I'm really feeling this. And then I took the ACT practice test a couple times and I was getting really comfortable with the test. And I... I just felt like I could do better on the ACT. So that's why I chose to take the ACT. And again, we're not saying like any test is better than the other test, um, but you should definitely choose your test wisely. And also you can, choo you can choose to take both. Like if you choose practice and you like, it doesn't matter like how you score and you want to take both, you can do that too. Um, and um, yeah. Yeah. And um, now we're just going to talk about how we felt about our tests, how we felt about the day we took our test, and et cetera. So, um, I, so the thing is, I took a lot of practice tests. So, you know, and I would recommend that you do take a lot of practice tests so you get comfortable with the format of how the test that you're taking is and I definitely took a lot of practice tests um and um I even though like I had studied I felt like really nervous on that day because I always feel nervous when there's tests and I just I don't know it felt this is like a really important thing and like I said not all schools or in colleges like will take the SAT or you need the SAT for but I thought it was for me personally I decided for me that I was going to take the SAT and that I was going to include it in my application so I just had like the pressure to do good and also I really did not want to retake the test which I am going to retake the test but I really did want to do it so I was just really nervous and I had like a lot of pressure and my parents were you know expecting like really good scores which um i don't really think that i did that good on it but um i would just say if you study you should be good and i would recommend studying like months in advance not like two weeks before and so i had started studying the summer before and then like really really just like studying the last two weeks that i had it and i and I have my scores back. Hannah doesn't have her scores back yet. So like I know how I did and how I felt about the test that I took. And while I thought, well, when I was taking the test, it was really easy. However, when I got the scores back, um, it was not what I had expected. So I would definitely say take the section that you're not good at and focus a lot on that. Like do Khan Academy, whatever you need to like refine your skills in that section and like don't be so overconfident like make sure you're going question by question because I know a lot of people that sat next to me finished with so much time left and if, you, and if that's you that's like totally fine but I just like to double check and make sure that all questions are good but I just want to say overall you're going to feel a little nervous um if you have people expecting some good scores you might feel a little bit of pressure but it's okay just make sure you eat a, a good breakfast um don't study the night before take a break relax go to bed early and just and you'll do good mm. agree totally agree um and so for me 
Okay, so I took my first ACT. I have another one scheduled for July, full disclosure. Um, first, a oh my God, it's been, <laughs> I'm laughing because it's been a process and Duwani knows this too. So I was supposed to take my first ever ACT back all the way in October. And as I said, I took my first ACT last week, June 12th, 13th, right? So it's been a while. I've been studying and I've and I and the one I was supposed to take in October, I've been studying since literally July. So I have been studying basically an entire full year for this test. Like I've been going to like sessions with you know, I've been studying like every single weekend for this test. Like I, I don't know how to describe it to you other than I didn't take a break unless it was like finals week or I was really busy and every Saturday I took a practice test and I just I've just been studying like recklessly for this test like all year long. Like I have been putting my blood, sweat and tears into practice. So I and I'm not saying that you have to, but I I thought that I was going to take it in October, December, April. You know, so I like and all of them got canceled. So each time I was like prepping hardcore and each time it got canceled. So I have just been practicing this entire year and getting comfortable with the test. And I didn't even I was I didn't even know I was doing that because I have just I was just assuming that I would take it on the date and it kept getting canceled. Um, and so that's why I was practicing so diligently this entire year this entire year and it's been frustrating to be honest like you've heard me talk about it on the podcast it's been frustrating to have tests canceled and I had like total mental breakdowns about it um but you know um yeah I mean it was just hard so I did take my first one last um week last weekend or two weekends ago and it was I think it went really I think it went um good um I would say that I don't know where my scores yet I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get them back like today or tomorrow so that's kind of actually nerve-wracking guys um but um I would say that I felt really comfortable with it and so that's what a big thing is I would make sure that you really practice like not a week before not two weeks not even a month I don't even think a month is like good I think you should be practicing like two, three months ahead, you know, at a minimum a month. And like Dewani said, do not do anything the night before, like the day before, because cramming is not going to help you. If you don't know it the night before, you don't know it. I, I'm just going to be honest, like you don't know it. Like maybe like one or two equations on the math test, like, oh, maybe you are not good at triangles and you're like, okay, what's the square root of the triangle? Like you're trying to figure out like the area of the triangle, like that, maybe you can memorize that. But full like actual like, um, concepts I think it, you have to lay off you can't do it the night before you have to study in advance like I know people will get on your case and they're probably gonna be like oh, study 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 but it's true you need to study you need to study it's not something you it's not it's not like a test where you can just go oh okay you know whatever because some people don't get the chance to take it again some people don't have the opportunity to take it again and especially when the ACT and the SAT are so booked up like because everyone's tests are getting canceled it's really important that you give it your all the first time not telling you this to get nervous or to pressure you or anything like that because pressure is so it's the worst okay if there's anybody in your life pressuring you saying you have to get a certain score on the SAT or ACT it's not true you do not need to get a certain score on anything to prove anything to anyone this is your test you're going to get the score that you're going to get and it's not to prove anything to anyone or any anybody else so I would just say to make sure that you're practicing because that's the one thing that really helped me and um 
I just felt super comfortable with my test. And all I did was I made sure every single Saturday for the past year, I took a practice test. Um, I took a real ACT practice test, which means I took a past test that someone actually, people actually took. And I took practice tests that were made that are very similar. And I didn't use any like random websites um, and things like that. I just used actual practice tests and I practiced and I used actual mandated books, not the ACT ones, but certain ones that I know are meant to improve. And if this gives you any kind of hope, um, I started my ACT um, with a very, very low score. Like I literally started with like a 19. I'll say it. I started with a 19 and I improved my score like a lot of points, like like a lot, like upwards of like eight to 10 points. So if you are getting really nervous and you're like, oh no, I can't do it, you can do it because I I increased my score a lot. So if you're feeling like, oh, I, I'm not dumb, I'm dumb, like I don't, I don't have the scores for this or that, you do, you have it in you, you just need to practice and put in some work and really believe in yourself and you'll be able to do it. And if you take the test and you don't get the score you want, well, you can take it again or you can try the other test or, you know, um, it's not the end of the world. So don't be disappointed in yourself and make sure to practice. Yes, definitely what Hannah said, and I think now we'll talk about how to pick the right test, which we already talked about a little bit in the beginning, but I would say take multiple practice tests of each type of test. So like take multiple practice tests of the SAT and take multiple practice tests of the ACT, see which one you like um, and see how you score on them. Just get like familiar with the tests so that when it comes time to register you know which test you want to take because it's the one that you like the one that you're familiar with and the one that you think will help you the best and that's the only really way that i can think of of how to pick the right test you have to actually take the test in order to know what works best for you I would agree. I wouldn't play around with this. I wouldn't be like, oh, I'll just flip a coin and then I'll take the SAT or I'll take the ACT. I would definitely recommend you take a practice test. And I wouldn't even do just one. I would do multiple. Like I would do twice, like two times, three times just to make sure. And because, I mean, I didn't even know that I could do good on the ACT until I took multiple practice tests and I started improving. And I was like, whoa, wait, I actually can do really good on this test. So, um, you know, making sure that you're choosing the right test for you and not letting anybody else sway that sway that opinion. Um, and I think I think it's important that we talk about like, you know, specific advice now because a lot of people have questions about it. Like, what should I be studying even? Like, what's on this test? You know, because that's definitely what I was questioning when I was first starting to practice with it. Like, what kind of books should I get? How should I practice? And honestly, a huge thing for me is just remind, reminding yourself that you are different than everybody else. So what works for one person might not work for another person. Like, I know Duwani mentioned before that she was watching a lot of videos. Um, and I'm so glad that that helped her. But for me, 
watching videos did not really help me. So making sure, and that's like not shade to anybody. That's not shade to Duani. Like that helped her. So that's really good. But none of that helped me. So that's something that I needed to see and needed to work on because that didn't help me. Obviously, I had to move on and try something else. So making sure you're doing a lot of trial and error when you're doing this practice is so important. And again, that's why you should be practicing like months in advance because you can register like months in advance and then know you're going to take it months in advance just so you can get a feel for how you're going to do and what kind of practice you're going to do. Um, and so for me, the number one thing is to not rely on anything um, but yourself. So the only person taking this test is you. I mean, unless you're some sort of like weird gossip girl scenario where you're like sending somebody out. Don't do this. That is illegal. Please do not do that. Don't do that. That's a horrible thing. But you are the only one taking this test. So you have to rely on yourself. And a big thing is trusting yourself and practicing. So um, your mom can't take this test for you. Your dad can't take this test for you. Your whoever it is can't take this test for you. You are the only one taking this test. So making sure that you're taking it very seriously and and doing what you need to do for it. And you know, for some people that's not studying, you know, if you don't want to study for it, that's on you and you don't want to do it, then that's cool. Like, and maybe I know people who don't study and get like a 36 on the ACT. So maybe that's how it works for you. Um, but for me, I would definitely say practice and study. Same. Um, unless you're like very confident in your skills, like Hannah said, practice and study. Um, I just watched YouTube videos on like tips and tricks on the SAT, things you should know. But then I, Khan Academy is the best thing for me because you can take practice tests on there and the skills that you're not good at, it will tell you and you can practice those skills on Khan Academy because it has like um, videos and practice questions and all that kind of stuff. I also went out and bought some SAT prep books from Princeton Review, Kaplan, College Board, um, Barron's book, I think. So look on Amazon and I know sometimes it can be expensive. You can find them at like half price books or you can even find like used books um, or things like that. And there are a lot of other websites also online that offer um, SAT practice tests and all that kind of stuff. So I would just say practice, practice, practice. Um, only if you practice, you will know the types of questions that you're not good at, things that you need to practice, and you can spend more time on that because spending time on something that you're already good at is wasting your time. So take practice tests, take as many as you can, um, study for it. And it's not like you have to study like five hours every day, but just take a couple hours every week to just sit and study. And like Hannah said, do not start studying a month before. Start studying a year earlier. Um, if you're going into your junior year, spend the summer studying for it. And even if you're going into your senior year, spend junior summer studying for it. Um, because that's what I'm going to be doing, studying for it, because I'm probably going to be taking my next SAT in August or September. Um, so just study and take practice tests. The only way you can get good scores is to practice what it is like to take the real test. That is completely true. Um, and then for the ACT, I just want to make it known that on the the Khan Academy does not have anything for the ACT. Um, and you can practice with the SAT things. I just want to make it known that some of the questions are very different, especially the math no calculator. So I forgot to mention this, but the math for the ACT is all calculator. You can use your calculator for the entire test. Um, and then some of the English questions types are very different. And then I think also reading, I think, is different. Duani, can you confirm that? Like, do you, like what kind of passages are there on there? 
Well, it's just a lot. Like, if you've ever taken the PSAT or if you've taken, like, reading passage test, you just get a passage and you get, like, 10, 12, 8, 12 questions. And then there's a writing section in the reading section, which is, like, grammar rules and things like that. So, like, um, the commas, semicolons, all that kind of grammar-related stuff. Yeah. And then... um. I think for the SAT, the, like, when the one I took, was there, like, some sort of, like, graph on the, like, the reading section? There might have been, like, a couple, like, graph, like, look at this, like, chart or something like that. I'm not sure. I don't really remember. Yeah. Like, very few passages, like, one or two will have, like, a graph underneath the passage. And the graph is, like, really easy to comprehend. It's not, like, anything complicated. Or sometimes they'll have, like, a data table. And they're really, like, easy to, like, understand what is going on. So it's not, like, very difficult to, like understand or take apart right so then for the act english um i have a few tips i i think i'll just go um section by section and give some tips and then duani will give some section by section um sat tips so for the S act oh my god i keep getting as you hear me i keep like switching them up and i think at one point i even <laughs> called it like said a t like or something like that um i'm so sorry guys act not the sat so the ACT English is, like we said, grammar and punctuation, but there's also some like writing, editing, suggestion stuff on there. So I don't know if they have this on the SAT because I, I completely forget. I have not taken the SAT in so long. Um, but like they have certain question types that are like, oh, which one of these is like um, out of all these correct ones, which one is incorrect? There's also things like there's like a concision question. So um, not a lot of people know this, but they'll often put down a question that's like, oh, which of these is the best? And you should always pick the shortest one because it's asking you about concision concision it's a it's a concision type of question there's things that are like oh which one is the best ending for this passage like oh d is this the best ending this is this the best ending there's a reordering kind of question where it's like the passage is out of order and you have to reorder it and then there's like oh does this passage say this thing so like for example like let's say the passage was about how um there's a ballerina named peter or whatever like peter was a ballerina I don't, i'm just making things up like Let's say there's this dude named Peter and he was a ballerina or whatever. Um, it, and it was like, oh, does this passage exemplify how somebody is good as good as a sport? It's like very specific and you have to answer like specifically, oh, does it say that or does it just say that Peter is a ballerina? Like, do, I don't know if that makes any sense. I think I'm kind of confuddling that, but that's kind of what it is. Like, is this the best choice kind of answer along with grammar and punctuation? And um, they're, they're very specific question types and there are certain books that will help you with that and things like that and obviously like there's so many online resources I would also recommend but for the English section especially if you are strong at English like for me I am very strong at English and reading if you're strong in English I would just recommend practicing all you need to do for the English section is practice 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 and making sure that you get those grammar rules down because those are easy points the grammar is the easy points you know it's the it's the weird like is it this is it that that's kind of harder for most people um so making sure that you're getting those grammar points is so is so easy because like if it would be because like if there's like things that like because I think grammar is like pretty set in stone so those 
those aren't like, oh, that's my opinion type of thing. Because like, there's sometimes where it's like, oh, but I really thought that that meant like that word meant this, because sometimes there'll be like questions like, oh, what's the best word for this? And that can be like your own opinion, even though there's like a right, technically right answer. So the grammar ones are kind of set in stone. So making sure that you know those rules, like, oh, what's an independent clause? What's a dependent clause, especially for the ACT? Like if you see two grammar rule two grammar punctuations that mean the same thing you can cross them out um so making sure you know what a semicolon is you know what a colon is you know what a period is you know what a comma is you know what an independent clause is a dependent clause and subordinating conjunctions and just like a bunch of grammar things um that would be so good and i know at our school we really focused a lot on grammar sophomore year so it really helped me and if you need like certain grammar books going on Khan academy they actually have lots of grammar stuff on Khan academy not related to the SAT or ACT and learning those specific skills can help you gain at least like five more points and then on total your composite score will get a lot higher. So Duani, what do you have to say about the English for the SAT? Okay, so for the English, like when you read the passages, most likely and most of the time the answer is in the passage. So you have to concisely read the passage. Now, for everyone, the passage will be different. It just depends on what works best for you. Like you can either skim the passage, you can read the, um, the introduction, the conclusion paragraph, or you can fully read the passage, or you can read the questions first and look back at the passage. What helped me was like quickly skimming through the passage first and then looking at the questions and then going back because now that I, I already know what the passage is talking about because I like just quickly skim read it, then it like helps me to know, okay, so this is what it's talking about. And based on what the questions are, it just helps me. Now that might not work for everyone. So you just have to, like I said, take multiple practice tests, multiple reading sections and figure out what works best for you. And then what I have is like answering the really difficult questions in the reading sections, pay attention to like the connotation and the act what the context of the passage is like look for words that you know might indicate like positive or negative connotation um in that passage and that can like really help you with the questions that you have to answer and then also context is like very important so pay pay attention to strong adjectives that might help you determine connotation because I know that like if you read a passage and if you pay attention to connotation and if it's like mostly like negative if, if that makes sense like mm -hmm. talk in the negative connotation then if you look at the questions and you look at the answer choices it will help you because something that's like talking about I don't know let's say like being sad or whatever for example and the answer choices is like happy you obviously know like most of the time that's not going to be the answer so just paying attention to like certain words like that can really help you quickly eliminate um answer choices and then um also um like i said use evidence um evidence questions to your advantage like they have this new type of sat questions that um ask you to like choose an excerpt that serves best evidence so it will say um, ask you a question and it will ask you to pick an answer and then the next question will be which passage best serves like which passage best supports the answer that you just chose above and it'll give you like a couple sentence options it'll be like sentence one to three sentence 40 to 34 and for those types of questions there will be a lot of those I like to read 
what the question is and then I like to look at the next question and look at the evidence choices they offer you. Um, does that make sense? Like those type of questions? Mm -hmm. Do you see those yeah. on that PCT? Um, I think it's like slightly different. Um, and um, actually, um, so are, are you done talking about it? I'll just finish first. Okay, yeah. And so, so if that just makes sense, like there'll be a question and ask you to choose an answer and the next one will be choose the best evidence to support the answer that you just chose. So I like to look at the evidence that it offers because a lot of times you can like easily eliminate all the answers like that's because some of them just won't make sense. So for that one, use that to your advantage. Those types of questions are the easiest for me. So make sure you read the evidence before you answer the question. So for the ACT reading, um, the ACT reading is actually my best section. I am like, uh, I, I did really good on that section. Um, and I'm not saying just because I did really good on this section that you should take my word for it. Um, but I, I'm really confident on the ACT reading. I scored really well in the ACT reading and um, it's my best section. So here's some of my advice. So I know a lot of people tell you, especially for the SAT and the ACT, that you should skim the passage. And that is like a really good a um a really good strategy for most people. But I would say um actually I would consider actually reading the entire passage. And now I know I know that that sounds very shocking. It's like, wait, Hannah, why would you read the entire passage? But actually, when you read the entire passage that you are trying to get these 10 questions for, you get a lot of the main message, you get the essence, and you don't have to read it back um, unless there's like an evidence-specific question. So I think Duani was talking about like a certain evidence-specific question on the a SAT, but on the ACT, it's more just like it's, it's directly in the passage. It's like, did this happen? Well, did it? Like if you know that it happened or you know the specific evidence because you read it, you don't have to read it back. But if you want to double check, you can. Um, and so I would actually read the entire passage. Like maybe you can like skim a few lines if you like it, but I would read the entire passage. And another strategy I used, um, and I think this really worked for me, like um, um, whenever I use this, I usually get like less than like two or three wrong on the entire section um, is mapping. And so what you do is you read the entire passage and each paragraph you write down the main idea. And that might sound very tedious, but the more you remember about the passage and the more you don't have to look back because when you're skimming the passage for a lot of people, I'm not saying this for most people because skimming actually works really well for most people, but for me, it really doesn't. When you're skimming the passage for me, I spend a lot of time trying to look back like oh where was that idea like oh I remember it but I don't know like where it was but putting down like exactly where everything is you can read the map you made I, th I think it's a quote-unquote like a map it's like a mapping technique um you can read the map you made and like what words you put next to it and you can be like oh that was the paragraph I'm looking for or, oh I know what this means now and I don't have to look back and read it again and so therefore you can go quicker and you can answer more questions and then you can look back if you have like a concern you're like oh I'm not sure another thing is on the ACT reading there's a lot of different um there's there's something I would like to call kind of like false right so they'll give you like the first part of the sentence is right like the first part of the question the answer is right so it's like let's say you're reading a okay I'll just go with Duane's example you're reading a passage about how somebody is like sad or whatever and so then the number a is like oh this person is feeling sad and jealous 
But you know that's not correct because even though the first part is correct, oh yeah, this person is sad, you don't know that they're jealous or not. Unless there's that kind of connotation or it's explicitly stated, you don't know that this person is jealous. You should cross that out and not use that. And they do this a lot. They'll give you like a half correct answer and you should really watch out for them. Make sure you're reading every single question outright. Like don't just be like, oh, I know the answer and circle that. Um, sometimes your intuition is not always right. Um, and then another thing is, um, what was I going to say? I like completely blanked out. Um, what was I going to say? Oh my gosh. I, I, another thing is making sure that you're watching the time because on the reading, it's very easy to like get mixed up in it and be like, oh, I don't have any time and things like that. So make sure, making sure that you're watching the time and you're really remembering that. And I would really recommend that you map the passage, especially if you're taking the ACT. Cause I think that really helped me a lot. And, um, yeah. Okay, so for math, um, there's going to be like really easy basic questions on the math section. So just like quickly answer those, those ones that you're confident in because um, some of them are like really, really easy. And if you're if you take a practice test and you're finding that some sections of math you're not good at, I would recommend working on that. Um, Khan Academy has so much math to, um, and the SAT math section is heavily focused on algebra. So you have to know your algebra skills to do well in the math section. And also um, underline like key parts of the questions because sometimes it'll ask you like what is not the best choice or something like that. And so if you like miss those words, you can like end up selecting the wrong answer so make sure you read every part of the question and everything that it is asking you to do and memorize formulas like although the sat math will provide you with like a list of formulas you'll like lose time if you keep like flipping back to look and constantly referencing them so look up um there are multiple websites and so many um resources you can see to like find the most common um SAT formulas that you need to know. So like memorize them. They're not hard ones. They're probably stuff that you've learned over the years. So memorize them beforehand so that you don't lose time um, answering the questions. And then also um, make sure you skip the questions that you don't know. Just keep going um, to the ones that you don't know and then answer them at the end because you will waste your time and you want to get as many points as you possibly can. And also for the calculator section, I ended up using it like a little bit, but if you can use your calculator, don't do math out on the paper or anything like that. Um, just keep using it because I know a lot of times like Sometimes people don't like to use their calculators or they'll just like do the math on paper because that's what they're most comfortable with or whatever. But I say use the calculator if you are given the opportunity to do so on the calculator section of the math because it will save you so much time and you won't be second guessing your work. So um, and with that, make sure you bring a calculator because it will yeah. help you <laughs> if you forget it. Um, it's not that big of a deal. You're just going to spend more time on that and you might not get to um, answer all the questions. 
Yes, so for the ACT math, I just want to make it known that the ACT math section is my worst section. Um, not that there can be like a worst section, but it's just generally my weakest. Um, and so take everything I say with a grain of salt. But for me, um, I think this is like a big difference um, with the ACT and the SAT is that ACT is fully calculator. And um, I know when I was taking the SAT, I didn't really use too much of my calculator. I only used it when I really need it. But the, for the ACT, you will be using your calculator. Do not forget. No, I cannot say this enough. Do not forget your calculator because there are so many questions that you'll need it. Um, so, for example, like um, there's going to be like a common, like very complicated, like algebra problem. And you don't want to solve that out. You just want to plug it into your calculator and get the answer because that's so easy, you know. And then, like in the first the first 20 questions, I would say are very easy, like pre algebra questions. You want to make sure that you're getting those right. So if you need to check like three plus three because you're nervous, go ahead to that, you know, like, of course, it's six but in your head if you're like really contemplating it use your calculator so i would say one big thing i would say is use your calculator to your advantage um the second thing is like um if you're really not good at mental math write it down write down your questions and write down like your work and don't get too caught up in it if you can't solve it move on um so uh, my rule of thumb is if you don't know it, you don't know it. Like you can come back to it, but like you're not, let's not spend five minutes on it because on the ACT math section, you only have one hour. And that sounds like a lot until you realize you only have, you have 60 questions to get through. And the, the hard, the, uh, like the more you go on to the math section, the harder it gets. It starts off easy and then medium and then hard. So you want time at the end to be able to solve these hard questions and not to give up. So you need to really pace yourself and pace yourself means that if you don't know something you move on um, but make sure you circle that so you know that you skipped it and you don't like skip lines and mess up your entire score because I I know someone who did that and that was really horrible for them that their whole entire score got like messed up because they um, <laughs> they circled things wrong so please don't do that um, and then a huge thing I mentioned is time so for the ACT Duani mentioned that time is limited and that is completely true time is very limited on this test it is a very fast-paced test so you need to be getting and going so um so there's 60 questions so the first 20 i'd say are very easy and i would say go 15 and 20 go 15 minutes and 20 so you have five extra minutes and then the next section is like i think a minute per minute and then by the end you'll have enough time so that you have um, enough time to solve these harder equations and questions. Um, and like Duani says, making sure you know those equations if you know it, using different methods you learned. And um, to be honest, like I have been searching for the longest time. I'm like, oh, what should I do if I don't like if I get to the end and I can't answer everything? Because that's definitely happened. And what I would recommend is that you don't just choose random ones. Like you don't just go A, B, C, D. What you should do instead is pick the same the same letter. So if you like decide, okay, the letter is C, you end up statistically getting more right if you guess everything the same. So if you want to choose like a letter at the beginning that you're going to go with, like, okay, my letter is going to be J, then you're and you're going to end up statistically not saying you will statistically, you end up getting more right if you guess that one versus if you just choose sporadically. And then Sorry to keep talking and not letting Duani talk, but the ACT also has a science section. And as I mentioned, that can be very hard for people. Um, but the number one tip I would say is don't psych yourself out. It's not hard. It's just graphs and looking at things and comprehension. It's just reading, except they're not giving you a passage. They're giving you charts and graphs. Number one thing is, unlike the reading test, 
do not read the passage they give you. Do not read it unless it's necessary. Only look at the graphs. And then on the questions, there's like very specific things. Like in chart one, this thing and this thing. Make sure you're circling things. For me, I started scoring like way points above higher when I started circling things and making sure that I knew what I was looking for inside those charts. You know, so it's like, oh, in chart one, um, polypeptide this, like, oh, which polypeptide, polypeptide one, polypeptide two, like whatever it is, like jellyfish number one, jellyfish number two, making sure you know exactly which one it is, because it can get very confusing with all these charts if you don't know exactly what you're looking at. So making sure you're circling things and understanding. Another thing I like to do is like making symbols. So like if it says, oh, if if the water levels rise, let's say the example is if the water levels rise, then the temperature also rises, what does that say about the jellyfish population? So I would use two up arrows to say, okay, so the temperature's rising and the water's rising. And then question mark, what does that do to the jellyfish population? That helps my brain understand it. And I think that makes it so simple because it can get really easy to get caught up in like all these sciencey terms and be like, hey, what does this even mean in the first place? But don't psych yourself out. Just take it simply, go slow. There is 40 questions, but you have 35 minutes. Just go slow, just think about about everything because you know what um the like the curve and everything will help you out so if you like get like the first 30 right you know that's and you went slow and you couldn't do the last 10 or whatever then you'll get the first 30 right and that's still a good score so making sure you're pacing yourself and really understanding what you're saying is so important for the science act Yes, definitely. Um, I've not taken that, but when I do take my practice ACT this um, summer, I will definitely reconsider that. And um, do we have anything else that we want to say? Um, I would say, again, reiterating that we have to practice like you can't just like go into it the night before and expect like a 36 or a 1600 like some people can do it but most people are not some people and if you don't study don't go in there and pretend like you're gonna do amazing like not to be like you know that person but don't be egotistical about it like if you didn't study for it don't expect that you're gonna get this like Massive good score. And another thing I would say as like a huge tip is making sure you're taking actual practice tests. Don't just use the ones on like websites because those are good, but using actual past practice tests will help you score a lot better because those are actually things people took. It's not, it's not made up. It's the ones that they actually gave to students and that will help you so much. Like, and timing yourself too, like when you're doing it, like have someone pretend to be a proctor. Like so many Saturdays in a row, my mom was my proctor and she'd be like, okay, we're starting now. This is your 10 minute break. You can't use the bathroom because we're in the middle of this test. Like all this stuff, have someone be your fake proctor. Make a fake test simulation. If you know you have to wear a mask at your test, wear a mask while you do it. If you know that a certain stop stopwatch is not like you can't use it, don't wear it while you're taking the test. Um, put your phone away, you know, use your the special calculator you're gonna bring on the test you know making sure you're making a test environment and practicing is going to help you so much because you're going to be so much more comfortable when you take it yes you have to take practice tests or you're just going to be very um either confused or you're going to be stressing because you haven't studied the format of the test and what it is like so the biggest thing is you have to take as many practice tests as you possibly can um and also another tip i have is don't just like keep taking practice tests after practice tests take a practice test review what you got mm -hmm. wrong study 
what you got wrong, practice that and then take another um, SAT. Because if you just keep taking SAT test after SAT test without reviewing um, and without looking back, looking at your mistakes, looking at what you got wrong, your score will likely not improve. You have to dissect what you got wrong, how you can improve, practice those skills, and then take another SAT test to see improvement in your score. I 100% agree. Another thing is when you're taking the test, do not panic. It is very easy to get nervous and panic. Like I'm a very nervous person, but if it helps, just pretend you're taking like not an important, just pretend like you're not even taking it. Like when I was at the practice center, I mean, when I was at, sorry, not the practice, there is not even a practice center. I'm sorry. When I was at the hotel taking the test, I was just thinking to myself, this is no big deal. Just think of it as no big deal. Don't stress yourself out. Don't say I need to get a 28 or I need to get a 30 or I need to, don't say that kind of stuff. Just sit there and do your best and do not panic if you panic it's over because when you start to panic I don't know if it's just me but I cannot think like that's all I'm thinking I'm like oh I'm gonna fail oh I can't do well oh no 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 do not panic if you let yourself panic you're 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 not gonna get back from that moment you're, you've wasted a minutes that you could have been using doing the test so make sure that you're not panicked and don't be nervous you know because even if this is a really important test it's just you have to do your best and you did your best and like sitting there and like worrying about it is not going to change your score. What's going to change your score is you actually practicing and dedicating time to that, not just being like, oh, well, I'm going to fail, so I shouldn't study anyways. Things like that is not going to help you. Um, and if you do panic, make sure you get back on the boat. Don't just be like, okay, I panicked. It's over. Get back on the boat. Be like, okay, so I panicked, but what's, what's next? What am I going to do to get better from this? And then again, don't try not to think about like the number you want or like where you want to go to college while you're taking this test or something. There's nothing worse than sitting there and being like, I need to get into this university. Like while you're taking this, you know, you know what I mean, Tawny? Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So Just, try not to think about those things. Just be yourself, do your best and whatever score you get, be proud of that because you studied for that. You put time into that. And even if it's like a considered low score, it doesn't matter because you tried your best and, you know, you did that. Definitely. And you can and always remember that if you did not, if you get your score back and you're stressed, you do not do good. There are always many other opportunities to retake the um, SAT or ACT. So just study, um, look back on sections that you know you weren't that um, familiar with or that you didn't know very well. Study that and then, you know, just take the next SAT or ACT and you will do great. And um, I just need to remind you that there are no shortcuts. There's no like magic potion. There's no video on YouTube. There's no like secret trick or tip or anything like there's things that will help you like get a couple points higher. But there is no like shortcut. Like there's things you have to do. You have to practice. You have to put in the work, things like that. You can't just like expect to get a perfect score. Does that make sense? Yes, of course. So. I think that is all we have for you for the SAT and ACT episode. Um, and always just like DM us or anything if you have any more questions. And obviously we're not experts, but we have, I would say, a little bit of experience since we've taken the test and we've studied for it. So if you need any more tips, if you need advice, if you have any questions, just uh, DM us and just ask us and we'll be happy to help. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, anytime. And you can do that by following our Instagram at Even Little Things Podcast. And I'm always answering DMs. So if you want to DM us and let us know how you're feeling, want advice, maybe SAT, ACT advice, I am there for you. I will answer your messages. I'm always posting on our stories, fun updates about my life, you know, um, pools, challenges, um, just um, podcast updates and things like that. And I did put the other day, uh, we were talking about um, decorating Duani's room so you know I we might do that we might put it on like IGTV so be on the lookout for things like fun things like that if we decide to do that and polls and games and things like that so I'm always active on there so you should definitely go give us a follow at even the little things podcast on Instagram yes our podcast is dedicated to sharing advice mistakes confessionals and giving you peace of mind on all things impacting teens today because it's not just you worrying about even the little things it's us too We hope you'll join us next time. Bye.